0: Everybody. welcome back for yet another episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. One of these days I will count up again how many we're on right now and let you guys know. But we've been doing this for a while now, man. A couple years, um, pretty much every week. So speaking of, um, I apologize, we missed last week. It was Thanksgiving. Um, we usually record on Thursdays for these Tuesdays when this audio uh, version of the podcast drops. And it was Thanksgiving Day, so we ended up not recording. Um, and then we were going to record earlier this, uh, this week. Or the previous week. And um everyone had the Black Death. Couple yeah, yeah. There's there's there was the bubonic plague going around the church. We had a staff meeting. Um Tiffany was not able to be there, but it was the four of us guys and Daniel was the only healthy one. Everybody else looked like they dragged themselves up off the floor just to come in here. So mm-hmm. um we apologize. I've been using turmeric. It's helped. <laughs> Has it? Yes. Special application. Yeah. Yep um so anyway uh guys we thank you just wanted to get that out of the way and let you guys know why we didn't have a podcast last week but um we are back today daniel and i are here as always and today we are joined by sarah williams so tell everybody hello sarah
1: hi guys thanks for having me
0: yeah absolutely so sarah is a friend of ours from the church um she's also one of our top um listeners and viewers on um, facebook when we're doing this stuff and she's also uh what is your technical term for your job now
1: I'm a nutrition coach, uh, wellness coach.
0: Okay. So she is actually someone who is now helping us as a staff too, to try to, be better, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, it is a be better at life. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, we knew that she's somebody that um, that pays attention to the podcast, and she's somebody that we're developing more of a relationship with, and thought it might be fun to ask her to come in and see if she'd want to be on the <coughs> podcast. So she was nice enough to come join us today. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sarah's uh,
2: she's awesome. She actually she leads a small group of um, stay at home moms, uh, and they meet at well with our small group season just ended but they meet at the church uh, during the week so that uh, moms and their kids can be ministered to, So, which is really awesome. Thank you, Sarah, so much for doing that.
1: Yeah, it's been fun.
0: So is everybody a homeschool mom as well? They're staying home? or
1: um, Yeah, mostly stay-at-home, work-at-home, homeschool. Um, that's the, the general uh, population of the group. But yeah, okay. And it's been great because the kids are coming and interacting with each other, and so it's been a, a great experience to have that. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: We did. Um, my wife and I um, hosted a family group a while back. That it it kind of fell apart. We're not doing it now, but it was awesome as a family group to have the kids all come and be together and and not just play together, but also be a part of the conversation sometimes with us and things like that. So it was really cool. Um, if you guys don't know Daniel, I he's our small group like our community pastor. Um, a lot small of you people, group coach, yeah. community life coach, <laughs> discipleship coach. But that's kind of his uh, <laughs> bread and butter. So um, I know that a lot of you guys watch this on a regular basis. But we have people, um, literally from all over the world, that tune in just from time to time to check things out and and to see what we're doing. And um, so just to let you people know who aren't part of the church, know that Daniel is our. So what is it? Community life pastor? Or no, small no, no. It's pastor? not anymore. No, it used to
2: be community life pastor, but that yeah. was really confusing. And so it's just discipleship pastor. Discipleship uh, so pastor. So yeah, okay. my uh, my job is, or like my role, I should say, is. Uh, really to invest into the spiritual growth uh, of our church, of our people, so yeah. uh, we do a variety of things to help people grow and follow Jesus. Uh, small groups is one of our main vehicles, um, but also just you know, spiritual growth is something we want to see in all areas of life, in all stages, so that's what I really love so much about what Sarah's doing, is that it's not just um, moms, it's also kids, and they're all engaging together within community to help you know each other follow Jesus and to grow, uh, and so That's, uh, I think, one of the things that I just really appreciate uh, about her group and just the variety of community groups that we have here
0: at Elevation. Yeah. Um, And guys, uh, if you're listening to for the first time or we've never talked about it when you've been listening before and you're wondering who I am, my position here is I'm the worship leader and the communications director for the church as well. So, hi. Um, But anyway, um, we, guys, I apologize with uh, the sinus infection stuff that I'm fighting. My throat is like really getting weird right now. So if I have to stop talking, I'll kind of throw it to you guys. But just so you know, in case I end up having any weird things happen where I have to just stop in the middle of a sentence or something. Um, But anyway, today, guys, we are on Exodus 37. Um, It is Tuesday, December 10th. Exodus 37 is where we are this week. So this is really um, focusing on a lot of the details of the Ark of the Covenant, the construction of it and things like that, right? Yeah, and like the
2: lampstand, uh, the table, an incense altar, uh, really what they're doing is they're just getting all of the dimensions, components, and everything to build the tabernacle instruments that will eventually be used in the temple as well. Yeah. Um, and so all of these, diff- they have different purposes. Uh, like mm-hmm. incense is a symbolism for prayer. It's also, it's kind of a covering that you have, like a... That the incense was to be burned in the holy place as kind of like a protection of from the presence of God to just not kind of like overwhelm somebody. And so when it wasn't done correctly, uh, you have instances in the scriptures where Naab and Abihu, uh, who are uh, Aaron's sons, they basically die uh, because they don't do the proper um, means of in the proper order. Uh, of kind of preparing the temple preparing the tabernacle for uh, worship and for even them coming into the presence of God. And so there's a lot of intentionality in this. It's hard for us to kind of relate to it. I think mainly because it's really just about dimensions and, and we talked earlier uh, that we think about when we think of the ark of the covenant we think about raiders of the lost ark right with yeah. indiana jones you know and so there's no nazis in this chapter uh no no face <laughs> no face melting um and so uh we don't we don't have any of that eventful stuff going on um so yeah so that's kind of why this is in here is because this is god is intentionally um uh, making a place for not only for people to ex- worship god but also for his presence to like collide with humanity collide with earth so yeah. Uh, the tabernacle and the temple were key, key components of the Old Testament
0: and of uh, accessing the presence of God. Yeah. So, guys, we'll go ahead and get into our um, Scripture reading for today from Exodus 37. Um, If you haven't listened before, we use something called the Dwell app that is available to everyone on Apple, on iTunes, uh, Google, or whatever it is. I'm not an Android person. What is that, Uh, the place you can go, the store? Google Play. Yes, maybe. Yeah. Um, sorry. Anyway, it's available all over the place. It's a subscription app. It's like two ninety nine a month or something like that. But it's really, really awesome. Um, so we use that each week. They gave us permission, so that is what we are about to throw to right now for Exodus thirty seven, and we will be right back.
3: Bezalel made the ark of acacia wood. Two cubits and a half was its length. A cubit and a half its breadth and a cubit, and a half its height. And he overlaid it with pure gold, inside and outside, and made a moulding of gold around it. And he cast for it four rings of gold for its four feet, two rings on its one side, and two rings on its other side. And he made poles of acacia wood, and overlaid them with gold, and put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark, to carry the ark. And he made a mercy seat of pure gold, two cubits and a half was its length, and a cubit and a half its breadth. And he made two cherubim of gold. He made them of hammered work on the two ends of the mercy seat, one cherub on the one end and one cherub on the other end. Of one piece with the mercy seat, he made the cherubim on its two ends. The cherubim spread out their wings above, overshadowing the mercy seat with their wings, with their faces one to another. Toward the mercy seat were the faces of the cherubim. He also made the table of acacia wood. Two cubits was its length, a cubit its breadth, and a cubit and a half its height. And he overlaid it with pure gold and made a moulding of gold around it. And he made a rim around it a handbreadth wide, and made a moulding of gold around the rim. He cast for it four rings of gold, and fastened the rings to the four corners at its four legs. Close to the frame were the rings, as holders for the poles to carry the table. He made the poles of acacia wood to carry the table, and overlaid them with gold and he made the vessels of pure gold that were to be on the table, its plates and dishes for incense, and its bowls and flagons with which to pour drink offerings. He also made the lampstand of pure gold. He made the lampstand of hammered work. Its base, its stem, its cups, its calices, and its flowers were of one piece with it. And there were six branches going out of its sides, three branches of the lampstand out of one side of it, and three branches of the lampstand out of the other side of it. Three cups made like almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower, on one branch, and three cups made like almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower, on the other branch. So for the six branches going out of the lampstand and on the lampstand itself were four cups made like almond blossoms, with their calices and flowers, and a calyx of one piece with it under each pair of the six branches going out of it. Their calices and their branches were of one piece with it. The whole of it was a single piece of hammered work of pure gold, and he made its seven lamps and its tongs, and its trays of pure gold. He made it and all its utensils out of a talent of pure gold. He made the altar of incense of acacia wood. Its length was a cubit, and its breadth was a cubit. It was square, and two cubits was its height. Its horns were of one piece with it. He overlaid it with pure gold its top and around its sides, and its horns, and he made a moulding of gold around it, and made two rings of gold on it under its moulding, on two opposite sides of it, as holders for the poles with which to carry it. And he made the poles of acacia wood, and overlaid them with gold. He made the holy anointing oil also, and the pure fragrant incense, Blended as by the perfumer. All
0: right, you guys, that was Exodus 37 from the Dwell app. Um, That's a lot of detail. So um, where do we go from here? What do you think? Well, I think we should consult our resident
2: Ark of the Covenant (laughs) consultant. Our ACC. Uh, Yeah, our ACC here, Uh, Sarah. ACC expert. No, um, sorry, we're not going to put you on the spot for that. (laughs) Thank you. I think that... The thing that sticks out to me is the intricacy and the process in which um, not only the worship place uh, or the worship or the the area for God's presence to dwell on Earth, uh, all of the um, all the things that had to be done. And all of the uh, all the right things that they had to have the lampstands, they had to have a routine to it. Um, Aaron had to come in and maintain the lampstands in the morning, and then light the lampstands at night. In that time, he had to make sure the incense was burning. At the same time, uh, you know there is the ark of the covenant, which is the atonement. uh, They they talk the 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 place of atonement, which is the top of the ark. Um, That's where. Uh, once a year, the high priest uh, would come in on the Day of Atonement and sprinkle uh, the blood of the bull, I believe, that was killed. Uh, or is, is, is it could be a goat. No, the bull was for air, for the high priest to purify him, and then there was two goats. There was a the scapegoat, and then there was the other goat. Sorry. And that goat was, they used that to sprinkle the blood on the uh, on the atonement seat to atone for the sins of Israel once a year. So... Um, atonement
0: so, seat is mercy seat, right? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. Mercy seat. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: um and so then they call it the atonement seat. That's basically like the cover of the ark where the angels are kind of there like stretching over it and then looking down. Yeah. Um and so and then the the what's in the ark, the contents of the ark, I believe, was just the Ten Commandments, the manna. And I think the staff, the staff of Moses was mm. still in there. Um the so, manna
0: is the manna that God instructed yeah, them to keep in the jar, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: They kept that in a jar, uh, as a as a remembrance kind of thing. Yeah. Um so yeah, so the, all of these things they carry they carry significance. but it's just interesting to me that all of this had to be done in order to meet with God. Yeah. Like in order for the presence of God to dwell. Um, and we talked about earlier that uh if you got it wrong, or if you didn't do it in the proper way, that there was like consequences like so Aaron lost his two sons, Naab and Abihu, because they did it wrong, and so they uh basically said they they lit on fire uh and so uh all of this is kind of there to basically. Uh, the holiness of God is put on display where he has to be set apart uh, in his presence. There has to be so much to do to set apart his presence uh, and to make it an opportunity for man to have access to God. But it's really only one person a year that's able to go into the Holy of Holies. Yeah,
0: for one day. Yeah. Like we it, talked about. Yeah. And so <laughs> and so
2: for, for me, this sticks out. It's like, wow, like everything that Jesus did now gives us access to God all the time. Yeah. access to his presence. We are able to it says our we are able to literally go before the throne of God humbly and boldly Paul says in two different instances that we can uh humbly and also boldly go before the throne of God and submit our requests, submit our prayers to him. Like and not only that, the holy spirit of God, the the spirit that that uh his presence can dwells in us because of what Jesus has done, the atoning sacrifice that Jesus has done for us. And so for me that's just like it's amazing that now we live in—and we're so blessed to live in a time and a period where we—where uh, Jesus' sacrifice now covers us, and we have the access that was really limited before. I mean, think about it. If only one person has access to the presence of God once a year, yeah, you know, now the presence of God— dwells amongst his people and uh and it's inside me it's inside you it's inside all of us you know and and so that to me is the thing that really sticks out when i read through the you know the setup of the uh, of of the tabernacle and the temple and all the process is that um access to god and reconciliation to god has been made so much easier for us even though the cost was great for jesus yeah. It was real. It's made so much. Our access is so much greater now, which I'm so thankful for.
0: Yeah. And um, Michael Miller actually um, <clears throat> had a cool comment on here. He said, It's cool how God tells us exactly how to please him in those ancient times instead of making us guess, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, that's, that's pretty important because we would have never been able to come up with it on our own to know what would please God. And I think it's just so, so crazy that, like, we're so messed up, I guess, in a way that we have to go through. All of this, Mm -hmm. all of this process of making these ornate things that he details out to us, but then also for the one person a year that gets to go in for one day into that Holy of Holies to be in his presence, they have to go through this massive purification process, basically, Mm -hmm. because uh, our problems, our sins cannot exist in the presence of God which if they didn't go through the process properly, that's why it would kill them because they didn't do everything that they needed to do to be purified just the right way to be able to go into his presence
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. and to think about how powerful it is what Jesus did for us to wipe all that out yeah. to where one person can't go in one time, you know, in a year now, instead it's like you said, it's living within us every single day. Um, and we are the temple. We are this tabernacle. We have the holy of holies inside of us, and the Holy Spirit. And it's just so powerful to think about what that really means, mm. and what Jesus did when you think about the process that humankind used to have to go to to be able to be in that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so <laughs> I think I
2: think another thing is is like why the kind of uh, branches that look like. Um like the almond buds and different things like that and the rose yeah. petals or the petals and things. And I think that God is, um, and when you'll see when they build the actual temple, like when Solomon builds the temple, yeah. it, it is a kind of a drawing back to the Garden of Eden. It's drawing back to the beauty of God's creation. It's, go, it's drawing back towards um, his original intent and design when it came about to, uh, to, enjoy to commune and to have relationship with God. Uh-huh. Uh, cause that was, that, that's what we had. We, you know, that's what Adam and Eve had. They had, uh, this relationship, this, this, where the, where they could talk to God, where God would walk with them, you know, uh-huh. and there was so much, there was so much access there. And then once, um, once they basically decided that they wanted to choose what's the difference between right and wrong, and they wanted to have their own autonomy, uh, that was broken. Mm-hmm. And so up, up until then, we haven't had the opportunity to uh, to like get back into like this. Um, it, 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 we haven't they haven't had the opportunity to get into the presence of God, you know. And then I think at the end of this chat, at the end of the book of Exodus, Moses goes to enter the tabernacle and he can't. <clears throat> yeah. Right, and that's because there is the ramifications of the choices that we made, in the 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 pulling away of relationship that we've had with God has had its consequences. Yeah, and, and so uh, we keep seeing, and we'll see this all throughout the Old Testament, that it just it's not quite there. Like it's not it it's it's almost like a bandaid over a wound, and it's not quite fixing the relationship. It's not quite bringing true reconciliation, even though there's so much effort and energy put into this and And not necessarily on God's part, because God is still- he's pursuing them, he's giving them the the access he's giving them the pathway to 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 be in his presence yeah um but it's just it's it's on our end you know we've we've that the ramifications have taken place to where we have such brokenness when it comes to us going back into the presence of God, and so it's almost like this is gonna continue to ask the question, how do we get back? you know how do we get back to to what God originally intended to and the answer doesn't come to its fruition until we see uh jesus and what he did because what's interesting is that after jesus uh died uh one of the amazing events that happened is that the curtain that separated the holy yeah. place and the holy of holies was ripped from top to bottom yeah there's a thick curtain that was ripped and basically it made it to where that was no longer necessary to get access to god that the that the sacrifice the atonement was fulfilled completely mm-hmm Um, So I think that that's knowing that we have that context. It's really
0: amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and we're what do you think? Do you have any opinion on that?
1: I I'm just amazed at the the process like you said that they had to go through But also now I can just say that, you know There's been so many times that I have taken it for granted that I do have access to God and I have the Holy Spirit within me and and you know just thinking back on what um, the process they had to go through And then now that we, like you said, Daniel, that we have access to it. It's just one of those things that I just am so thankful for. And it's something that I, you know, um, regret that I have taken for granted, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're, I don't know if I shared this with you guys or not a little bit, but we're as a family right now, because Christmas is coming up, we're reading through, um, the book of Luke with our kids, um, at night, there's like a reading plan. You do a certain amount of verses each night and, um, it's been really fun to like answer questions for them and stuff, you know, and, and we actually just last night, we didn't talk about the Ark of the Covenant specifically, but we talked about, um, how Jesus came and how he changed things so much. And the fact that he died for us and the fact that while he was still alive, he was trying so hard to teach us that there's a better way, Mm -hmm. that there's a different way. And so I got to talk to the kids last night about, um, about how that was what Jesus was trying to do. And people just, the people in his, home, in his hometown, we were on that chapter where he goes back to his hometown and, and basically they, they kind of run him out of town because he says, you know, it says in scripture in Proverbs that um, no prophet will be accepted in their hometown. So I got to talk to them about why that is, you know, and about why people that know you and, you know, it's it's going to be hard for people to, um, to know your dad and your mom and then for you to be like, yeah, I'm the son of God, you know. Like it, So I had to talk to them about that kind of stuff, but um, about the importance of how now what Jesus did for us, the Holy Spirit gets to live in us. So I got to tie into this a little bit yesterday with them and about how, how all these rules were set and we had to do all these things um, for purification and all these sacrifices and things like that to be able to be with God and to please God. And now we don't have to do all that anymore. That's how powerful Jesus was and what he came here for. So it was pretty fun to kind of have the whole like life of Jesus tied in with Christmas and then be able to talk talk about this kind of stuff with the kids. So that was pretty cool last night. I think it just this thought kind of just popped in
2: my mind about how there was so much um, ritual cleansing, moral cleansing, different things like that that God had established as far as um, kind of like the rules and regulations of becoming connected back with him and becoming reconciled back to him. And it's interesting because it seems like we... We we, get, we lose sight of the end game, right? We lose sight of the fact that God just wants to be back in relationship with us, uh, and then we get kind of fixated on some of the things like the doing and the different things like that and the r- different ritual parts. Like that's just something that Jesus constantly kind of opposed. Like he was he always talked about his relationship with the Father, but it wasn't based on his uh, his ability to do all of these things. And so I think God is establishing already like this. Um, This process to to connect with him, but it it does highlight the problem And I think sometimes we will hone in on that like process like okay I just I just go to church. I go through the through the routine. I read my Bible These are the things that I'm supposed to do and we we fail to miss like kind of the whole relationship part and I was reading in in John John chapter 1 and it just kind of drew me to that where it says that basically that you when you said that the prophet's not welcome in his own town it basically yeah. said he it said that he came to the very world that he created but the world didn't recognize him yeah. right and then it said he came into his own people but they didn't recognize them but all who believed and accepted him he gave the right to become children of god yeah right it's almost like that the goal was the relationship the goal was that they would eventually that we would eventually all be a part of god's family that we would be children of god yeah and and so uh, I think that it's easy to get kind of bogged down in the minutiae of all the the things to do and the things that we needed that they needed to do to have access to God but uh I think what uh pastor Phil said it before that it's not uh the cross was not about doing it's about done right It's not spelled d o it's spelled d o n e right mm-hmm. and so uh what what Jesus came to do and came to fulfill was that he made a way for us, even though we missed it, even though they missed it, and even though it's easy for us to even miss it right now that the goal is not that we make God happy, the goal is that he wants to be near and close to us and he and we uh and we need his presence and he wants to be in relationship with us uh and so i I think that that to me just kind of it it's the underlying goal behind this entire thing is 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 to the restoration of a relationship for us between uh between humanity and god
0: yeah and kyle baker posted on here he said god fought our battles for us um Mm, so true he's it's already done like you said he's already won the war we just have to believe in him but michael had a cool perspective here too um he said we recently learned more about worship um it's interesting how worship is more than singing as casting crowns says let my life song sing Here we see a literal worship of aroma. However, think of the metaphorical meaning. What aroma does our life cast? Like, how do we smell to God? So I think that's kind of cool. Like, I never thought about that before, but I always go back to um, just parenthood, you know? Mm -hmm. Even when your kids aren't necessarily doing all the things they should and they might be driving you crazy and you're so angry, when you hug them... You feel them, you smell them, that's your child and you just kind of melt and you love them so much. So that's, it's a good reminder for people that that's how God sees us. You know, it's, I I don't think, honestly, I don't think that when we have sin and and we've done things that we shouldn't do, I don't think that we smell bad to God. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that, that he is repulsed by us. I think he loves us anyway and he just wants to get us through that and help cleanse us of those sins. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a pretty cool perspective. I've never thought about that before.
2: Yeah, that's good. Anything that stuck out to you guys in the reading here or even just in our conversation?
1: I was actually just noticing that it was, I found it interesting that uh, most of the things that were created were made of wood, but then they were overlaid with pure gold. But then the lampstand was actually just created 100%, you know, solid gold. And I just found that interesting. Mm. And I wasn't know if you, I wasn't curious if you like knew why that was or if that what the reasoning was behind that or if there's any significance to that.
0: I, I thought you were the expert. Yeah, you, you're, you're,
2: our, <laughs> I, although she's just the arc of the Covenant. I just that's noticed true, it. That's true, that's <laughs> true, yeah. Um, Sarah, <laughs> I, I, I think that's a great point. So I don't have a, a like a thing that says, yeah, this is exactly what it is. But um, one thing that we did talk about before the podcast in symbolism is that uh, lampstand is used, uh, uh after Jesus especially in the book of revelation as a symbolism of the church right <clears throat> and so i don't know if some of the things that are this is just my thoughts some of the things that are used here have wood underneath it you know they're they're made they're made pure on the outside but they still have the wood underneath it right so they're still they're still not 100% pure mm-hmm. however the lampstand uh who ends up being the church is 100% pure gold. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's restored from the inside out. It's completely 100% gold whereas the I guess the the sacrificial system that the Hebrews and the the, the Judaism kind of established was more of a cover and not a solution, right? Mm-hmm. And so the gold was kind of covered over the wood whereas the lampstand just like the church that God uh you know that Jesus purified us is a hundred percent pure from the inside out
1: mm. that's good
0: because the spirit lives inside of us is that what you kind of yeah to? or it,
2: it's not of that the spirit lives inside of us but we've been regenerated like we have mm-hmm. uh we don't have to keep going back for the atoning sacrifice right yeah. that now like that's once and all taken care of and now we have you know we have the whole we have the the spirit has given us birth to where we are you know uh, it says in it says in colossians uh 2 it says that we're we're holy and blameless in his sight because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously uh, a challenge because if i look at my life i can't say that i'm blameless, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and so i have fault and i don't have righteousness, but but because of Christ we get gift righteousness. We get his blameless thing. So we get his pure gold. In the exchange that he took all of our internal mess, you know, the internal break, the, the the wood, I guess, if we're using the analogy. Yeah. And gave us his pure gold kind of thing.
0: Yeah. There's a, um, being the worship leader that I am, I guess, um, I always go back to songs. But there's a song by um, Chris McClarney called uh, Beauty for Ashes that we've actually been listening yeah. to a lot in our house. And it's kind of funny because one of the kids heard Beautiful Rashes. Mm. So... <laughs> that's been fun to
2: sing with it's the like kids. It's like my, my daughter right now, she had an allergic reaction to amoxicillin. So she has beautiful
0: rashes. Yeah. <laughs> they are
2: awful they Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but that's, I mean, that's the meaning of the song is like you give, you give us beauty for what the offering that we bring to you, which is nothing but ashes. It's just our, mm-hmm. our sin and our life and all these terrible things. But for some reason, because you're God and you love us so much, you give us beauty for this exchange. Um, so it just made me think of that, but that's, um, that's really cool. All right. Yeah. Do, we, do we have any, um, any other application, anything like that that we want to get to before we wrap up today?
2: I, th- I think that for me this is just a good reminder um, to, one, go back to what worship is. It's just the reconnecting and the relationship. Uh, but also I think one of the things that um, makes me thankful, it makes me very thankful for the fact that uh, because of Jesus, you know, we are the pure lampstand because of Jesus. We are, we have access to God because of Jesus. Um, we have been made whole and we are in the process of being more and more formed more and more like him. Um, and so I think for me, it, it draws me more to, uh, being thankful and a heart full of thankfulness. Oh, is that for me? Is that yeah, my prayer?
0: I'm just passing you the oh, prayer. Thanks. Least.
2: Thanks. Yeah. So that, that's the thing that kind of stuck out, uh, at least for me. And, uh, to kind of think that the take home is, is for me, is it's just to see all of the things that they had to do to have access to God, and now I live in a place where I have access to God all of the time. But like you said, Sarah, it's easy to take that for granted.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, you guys. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap up there. It has been. About 33 minutes, so we're pretty close to our mark here. Uh, Daniel said that he would close up for prayer, so that should get us pretty close to our 35. Um, But, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Daniel's going to pray for us, and then we'll wrap up.
2: Yeah. Sarah, thank you for joining us, too.
1: Yeah, thank you, guys.
2: (laughs) Sorry you got stuck with the uh, dimensions chapter. (laughs) Uh, We'll have you along when uh, Ezekiel, uh, later on, maybe when Ezekiel talks about all the dimensions of heaven. So we'll we'll go ahead. We'll have you come back for that one. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) uh thank you all for joining us i'll just close this out in prayer uh dear jesus thank you thank you so much that you made a way that you gave us access to god where uh where the barrier of entry was so uh hard and there was so many things that we had to do to to just be in your presence and now god it literally says that we're two or more gathered that you're here so we're in the presence of god Um, so Jesus, thank you. Thank you for making that possible. Uh, Lord, I just pray that we are able to, um, I guess, live out of that, uh, out of this new, um, I guess, grace and, and mercy and, uh, uh, I guess, power that we have with you, Jesus. Uh, that we can go forth and know that we have access to you when we need you, that we don't need to just talk to you when we're in the worst possible situations, but that, God, that you always want to uh, be connected to us and that you, uh, Jesus, you died so that we could be reconciled and be back in relationship with you, God. And so uh, I I just pray, Lord, that you would uh, can just show me, God, more and more how I can walk with you on a daily, moment-by-moment basis. And, Lord, I just uh, I pray, too, for... Uh, the two prayer requests that we got, uh, Lord, I just pray, uh, for Felicia's mom. Uh, she had a heart attack a, a month ago, and, and I know she's having more issues with blood cots in her, in her lungs. And so, uh, I just pray that, uh, she will, uh, that, that all the complications that she's had, God, that you will just, uh, you will heal her body, um, it says that you uh God you're the our physician that you're a great healer, and we believe that you have the power to heal, and so we just we know that we have the ability to ask for this in Jesus name, and so we ask Jesus that you would heal uh Felicia's mom, and uh Lord, we just thank you for Kyle, we thank you that he's just um that he's joined us. Uh, several times on the podcast. He's been such a blessing to have uh, here. And Lord, I just pray that you would just uh, continue to uh, shine your light in his life, Uh, continue to draw him to you. May that light that you shine on him be a guiding light. Uh, And may he be confident, Lord, that you are fighting for him and that you are for him and that you love him so much. Um, God, thank you so much that you are with us in the low times, in the high times, and you are always fighting for us um so help us to just put our trust in, in in you more to lean into you more and to rest in your strength. Uh God, we thank you so much once again for this day and and I pray that you would uh bless all of our listeners uh and uh, help us to um to depend on you more and more,
0: Lord. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Sorry. Daniel, thank you so much for the prayer. Yeah. Um, Sarah, thank you again for joining us today. Um, It was nice to have you in here with us. And as he said, we'll get you in for a little bit of a different kind of chapter next time. So we have a little bit more to talk about. Um, (laughs) But uh, thank you so much for being here today. And guys, thank you for watching. Um, One thing that just, uh, it's on my heart right now just to kind of encourage you guys in is um, this is our first chapter, our first uh, podcast that we've done in um, the month of December, and uh, we're in the holiday season now, heading to Christmas, and um, I just want to encourage you guys. I know that there's a lot of people that really dread the holidays, that hate the holidays, that don't look forward to having to spend time with their families and their friends and doing these things that are just part of the holidays, but I ask you to um, take a chance, pray, um, shift your perspective, and um, and really find these times as a blessing. Um, look at them as something that... Um, that you want to enjoy and go into. So um, uh, that would be my prayer for you guys as well and for everybody out there through this holiday season that we realize what we have and that we we don't take it for granted and that we really enjoy it. So um, you guys go out there, uh, be Jesus to each other, show the light to the world, and um, we will talk to you next Tuesday. Bye, guys.